When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Down season three, episode six is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I am Dr. Amanda, and um, I'm actually uh, podcasting from an ayahuasca retreat, and I just took a, some some ayahuasca that I think is going to kick in at some point. <laughs> um, but so I'm obviously doing great. But how are you doing, Emily? Um, nothing matters anymore. We don't know who the owner of the company is. It doesn't matter. We Time seem- is a sphere. Yes. We've got Constance, clarity here. Really, it doesn't really, matter. Really spitting some wisdom there. Incredible stuff from Constance as always. always. <laughs> Emily, we just watched season three, episode six, the Sepulveda Basin High School spring play opening night. The season finale. Yes. Of Party Down season three. Our first new season of Party Down in 13 years. I cannot wait to talk to you about it I cannot wait yeah I'm coming fresh off of having just watched it so wow yeah I couldn't be any clearer on on my thoughts and feelings and I um, I teared up a little bit at the end oh my god I will get into it we'll get into it um for our listeners um Emily and I are both doing our best party down cosplay right now we are each wearing adorable pink bow ties Mm -hmm. um 
So um, I'll post some pictures on social media. You you came through with the the full bow tie and starched white shirt. I did. I did. And I came on saying, I'm so sorry that this is paired with my sweatshirt, but my one crisp white shirt that I do own will be used for an actual catering gig. Which is maybe <laughs> it's an even truer right? uh, representation of That's the right. party down caterer because, you know, you need a backup shirt. You, you don't do. want to be, you don't want to be like, Ron or Henry wearing a wine stained shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, podcasting can be a messy business. Sometimes. It can actually. Mm-hmm. I've definitely spilled drinks on myself before. You don't want to get heinous pit stains going before no, the event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I sweat a lot when I podcast and I'm actually not joking about that. Usually I'll like stand up and be like, oh, so who knew I had so many wow. hot takes, <laughs> very hot, hot and sweaty takes. Um, so um, we're going to jump into all of Emily's hot and sweaty takes. But before that, um, hey, listeners, we, 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 we've been through a whole season of Party Down together. Actually, we've been through three seasons of Party Down together. If you have only been listening um, to us for season three, you can always go back and check out seasons one and two. We recapped all of those episodes. Um, that's in the Party Down feed. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast feed. We're done right now with season three. We'll talk about what we think are the prospects for a season four. Mm. Um, and if you are interested in that, you might want to stay subscribed so you don't miss any coverage. And, you know, there's a chance we might do some fun Austies and stuff. So um, definitely keep on following us to check that out. Um, and um, you can do that by following the RSS link, postyourrecaps.com slash party down or searching Post Show Recaps Party Down in your podcatcher of choice. And we always, always appreciate a rating and review. So Emily. Yes. Let's jump in. I feel like before we can even do overall impressions of mm-hmm. the finale, I really think we can't bury the lead any longer. We have to jump right to the post credit scene. I feel yes. like that is, that's the headline, right? Yeah. Emily, that's the big headline from this episode. Absolutely. I mean, I literally walked into our kitchen after having watched this. I had like 10 seconds to make myself a little lunch and Josh popped around the corner and was like, I hear that there is a guest star that someone we know might be on it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I go, who do you think it is? And he goes, Casey Klein. <laughs> and that's right. It's Lizzie Kaplan. Wow. So Casey Klein comes back. Lizzie Kaplan comes back in the post credit scene. So um, this is a little like inside baseball. But, um, you know, if you read the reviews of Party Down, you know that the screeners were released to the press. People got um, episodes one through five. They did not yes. get this episode ahead of time. And, hey, we might have also gotten screeners over here at the Party Down post-show recap. We're kind of a big deal. I don't know if I'm anyone knows that. Very but, big uh, deal. Yeah. Very big deal. Excuse me while I straighten my bow tie. because. Um... <laughs> Kind of a big deal over here. Um, so the fact that they didn't release episode six, had I had you wondering, right? had moments where I was wondering, like, mm-hmm. is it possible that Lizzie Kaplan comes back? And our friends over at the um, pretty, pretty good podcast who are also covering, um, that are also covering party down they were chester was very very big on lizzie kaplan is going to be in the finale um they had ken marino as a guest last week and chester 
asked him point blank if Lizzie Kaplan was coming back yeah. in the finale. And it turns out, Emily, that Ken Marino is an actor and he was very convincing <laughs> in the way he sort of shrugged that off. And he was like, oh, what a get, I want to get your hopes up too much. So I, I was a little bit off the scent, even though I had my suspicions. And then you know, when we got into this episode, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I see what's happening in this episode. There's not room. There's not room for Lizzie Kaplan to show up at a high school well, play. Yeah, it doesn't make sense um, <laughs> unless she had a kid that was in the play. But I think right. we would know about that ahead of time, right? Um, so seeing her in the post credit scene where Henry has obviously made like this huge life decision, like mm -hmm. he instead of following Jennifer Garner to Tunisia, he's like, mm -hmm. oh, no, I'm going to stay here and remain a drama teacher. And as such, keep my second job working at Party Down. Mm -hmm. And none other than Casey Klein wanders in looking for a bottle of uh, vodka to drown her sorrows. Back as, to her old tricks. Yes, back to her old tricks as they are catering uh, her show. Yeah. Uh, like a party for her show. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was off the scent when they did the post credit scene and they and they went for like I probably had like a couple seconds where I was like, oh, this is how they could do it. But it did, it was very clever. They did catch me off guard. Mm -hmm. Um and the impact that this had on me, Emily. Like the Did you waves get emotional? Like I got emotional. <laughs> waves of emotion yeah like, oh, overwhelming I'm like I'm almost tearing up just thinking about it well they have such good chemistry I think uh all together and I think I missed that a little bit mm -hmm. like he and he and Evie in this season are are great they're very cute together they've got that sort of puppy love yeah. look but there's a real connection even though it wasn't a, the most serious relationship 13 years ago in seasons one and two between you know, Henry and Casey. So to have them come back together and sort of that little tiny spark that I didn't know I missed, you know, I got a little teary. No, it's incredible because Lizzie Kaplan shows up as Casey Klein and all of a sudden you're like, Evie who? Like, mm -hmm. who? <laughs> and this is no disrespect to Jennifer Gardner. Of who course not. killed it this season. Yeah, she's I enjoyed great. her immensely. But Adam Scott and Lizzie Kaplan, the way that they play off of each other, it's yes. like it's like legendary on screen chemistry. Mm -hmm. It really is like the way that they are instantly like making each other laugh and yeah. have that kind of nervous energy around yeah. each other and the way that his face lights up and her face lights up. And there's like this kind of um, clandestine mischief to the two of them yeah. together. It was it really had an emotional impact on me in a way that I didn't anticipate. And she's electric on the screen. And it just like has you feeling all of a sudden, like there's so much possibility for this show in another yeah. season. It um, felt like they left the door open a little bit where they oh, were like, mm, they left mm. a few doors wide open, <laughs> wide open. And I love that. Like they that. just destroyed the windshield of that van to let <laughs> The they took a baseball bat and they really busted <laughs> yes. that van wide open for a season four. So that is very exciting. Yes. Um, and it really was, I think, what this finale needed mm -hmm. to have the gravitas to sort of be the end point of the season. Yeah, I think otherwise, if it had just been sort of the, like this one note, 
you know, school play and then Henry makes this big decision and otherwise everyone's kind of up to their old mm-hmm. like own tricks and it's pretty, you know, business as usual. It probably would have felt a little disappointing, I right. want to say, as a finale episode. If it was just a regular standalone episode, I'd be like, okay, you know, we're we're moving, we're we're getting to the next thing. This is a plot moving episode. And obviously you got to tie up some loose ends as you finish out a season. Mm-hmm. But this was just such a good like nod to Casey. It had such an incredible impact. It was so exciting and it really felt like this fulfilled the promise of Party Down because we brought back all of those characters. Yeah, it's like it's everyone. It's everyone except Bobby St. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> What's rich? What is, yeah, what is uh, Jennifer Garner is like? Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Coolidge has exploded. Yeah, they probably couldn't have booked her if they wanted to. She's not doing White Lotus, so maybe they can get her back for a season four. I don't know. To come back for season four. Mm -hmm. That's true. Very true. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus so I want to take another second to just talk about how Party Down does its fa- its finales because now we've seen this is the third. And I do like that they sort of end every season, like kind of throwing everybody's um, futures like up in the air, especially mm-hmm. vis-a-vis Henry. So like the end of season one, that's when Casey is going to go on her uh cruise gig right Right. and so like they're together and then they break up and she's going on the cruise gig um and then at the end of season two is when henry doesn't show up for a catering gig because he's going to go and pursue acting right right and and that ending felt like okay we're throwing the whole world into chaos and there's this air of possibility but that felt like a place where the show could have ended if it needed to and, right. and it did for and it did years. yeah because you're like oh this is um this is henry kind of like going back and pursuing his dreams and not mm-hmm. giving up and like where is this going to lead him uh but this ending it really feels like it's it we do need a season four now it yeah. feels like it would be a very unfulfilled promise to not take us back into this world and see what happens it's true i think it can, it definitely feels naturally like we would continue on with another season i mean it's up to stars obviously but i'd be interested to know what the numbers are of everybody watching this season i mean it's been great television i've really enjoyed it i think that the new characters that have been added on i mean we can't stop singing the praises mm-hmm. of of saxon and you know all these all these uh you know old 
older, you know, versions of everybody that we're seeing, you know, Lucy it, it, as a, a chef, like that's been so fun to, to follow. So yeah, I, I'm not done. But I, I don't know. Like I, think I, I think that's what they want. I think they want us to feel this way, Emily. I they, think they want us want to be they, as just as uncertain about our <laughs> futures as the, everybody on the show, huh? They want us to be clamoring for yes. a season four. Um, and and as for your question, like what are the numbers? Like I, um, you know, I if you happen to have anybody in your house who knows about how this show business works, then maybe you can, maybe you can nope, get not some a more one. insight. Maybe you could get some more insight into this. But um, it's really, you know, I've tried to do some research on like some of the streaming numbers mm-hmm. for certain shows, and it's really hard to find this kind of information. And I think that there's all these different metrics, like, you know, Netflix will use like minutes watched or something. And then when a show does really well, like they'll be touting their numbers everywhere. Right. But when a show has like a smaller niche audience, like it was really hard to find out how many people were watching severance and i think that that's because the probably the buzz is better than the numbers and the numbers would kind of dampen what the buzz is Mm -hmm. and it does feel like maybe party down is like one of those shows i mean we know it didn't reach like the hugest audience in its first two seasons and now on a streaming service like stars which i don't think has the same viewership as like a netflix or an hbo max right um i don't know how many people went over there Mm -hmm. but I do think that the show has had a buzziness to it like just today um we're recording on Friday the 31st which is the day of the finale drop and there is a new Ken Marino profile in Variety um you know it had that big New York Times spread it's gotten really well reviewed so it has it It has legs it I think so I think so um so we'll see we're gonna have to stay tuned um Mm-hmm. Just like all of uh, the other jabronis out here waiting <laughs> to find out if there is a season four. But I definitely think that I have an appetite for it. And I bet some other people do too. Um, so with that, Emily, let's get into the episode proper. Um, the Sepulveda Basin High School spring play opening night. Um, we finally get to see Henry at work on his main job. Not his side hustle. Yes. He is a high school English teacher and now the director of the high school play, which we know from uh, a previous episode is John Ford's Tis a Pity, She's a Whore. (laughs) And you'll recall that Henry's like, I didn't pick this one. (laughs) No, no. I mean, Henry has been known to make some kind of questionable decisions that he's going to make some questionable decisions in this episode but I, th- mm-hmm. I think he might know better than to select a play about incest and murder right for a group of high schoolers we get to see some of the dialogue here and uh thankfully for us it's written uh, and for the lead it's written on cue cards mm-hmm. um we shall have time to talk at large of all but never yet incest and murder have so strangely met of one so young and so rich in nature's store. Who could not say, tis a pity, she's she's a whore. <laughs> I choked on that a little bit. Beautiful <laughs> word. You did great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I had the cue cards. Maybe yeah. next time I, I could try it without the cue cards. No, it was great. It was perfect. <laughs> uh, um. 
Henry, it seems like this kind of seems to be Henry's element. I feel mm -hmm. like this is like the happiest and most fulfilled that we see him directing these students. He seems to light up in a way that we don't see in any mm -hmm. other context um, that we've been given for him. So, you know, if that's any clue as to why he makes his final decision in mm -hmm. sticking with this job, uh, you know, it seems like he's definitely fulfilled in a way that he wouldn't be otherwise. And I think it's interesting, too, that he's so concerned about the, the kids' approval Mm -hmm. and worried about all of them individually, which, you know, is the mark of a great teacher generally. But, you know, I think in this particular situation, wouldn't you be like, well, I love my kids, but they're going to be moving on anyway. And I'm moving on too. I'm going to Tunisia. I'm going to be, you know, this really incredible character and like get to fulfill all of these yeah. acting dreams that I've always had. Um. But yeah, it's un ultimately something that he's not going to go for. Yeah, the incredible, so interesting. The incredible character, which is a uh, Colonel Jaffro Balorian from yes. the Star Saga series, and Jaffro, of course, is short for Jaffredson. <laughs> Just naturally, Jaffredson. <laughs> they really make this role sound so stupid. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that Ron loves it. He's like, that's my favorite, favorite. character. It's he makes sure everyone's got their shit together. He keeps everybody organized. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like you, Ron. Just like Ron. Just like, like Ron you. fancies himself to I be. Know. Yeah. That shirt says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Party Down is really great at taking lots of shots on uh, Hollywood industry stuff and definitely there's like a criticism of the superhero movies and like these kind of big franchise universe movies mm -hmm. like Star Saga and the Neuromancer and all of that um, so uh, yeah but this is but 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 I feel like this Henry that we see directing the school play is like in the past we've had this kind of like this sort of tep tepid optimistic Henry who's like maybe this is going to be my big break maybe mm -hmm. this is going to be my big break and then we've also seen kind of like sad sack Henry who's yes. like feeling really sorry for himself drinking on the job a little bit nihilistic like screw it nothing matters and I don't think we've ever seen like a Henry that's sort of just seems to be satisfied with where he is and like willing to give it his all. So this is like, I think before I had said that maybe Roman was the character that we've seen with the most personal growth in the show so far, when we saw him in the last week's episode, um, right. have a kind of different relationship with women. Um, <laughs> this is, I think the most, like now we're seeing Henry mature. And I think that that's nice to see in these characters, especially now that we've known them over what's supposed to be 13 years. Right. Exactly. And given that Henry has been the heavyweight of this entire series, um, mm -hmm. I think it's nice to see him finally fit in and feel like he's getting his stride in something that feels a little bit more permanent and stable and also up his alley. Um, I really feel great about watching him come to that realization because it didn't quite feel like the the right fit. And I didn't, I didn't know if I could articulate that or even understand mm -hmm. that prior to this of why he probably shouldn't be in like this extended star universe, <laughs> you know, right. franchise. But the more I think about it and the way in which like he handles it and, and is like, no, I, I think I belong here. 
like serious props to him. That's that's a pretty impressive choice to mm-hmm. be able to make and to feel like you can sit in and be comfortable with and like, you know, finding a real purpose here that's not necessarily tied to the constant struggle of becoming an actor or being yeah. an actor, you know, thinking more inside of like, how can I encourage and cultivate great actors and and really enjoy my love of theater in a way that's a little bit more realistic and helpful it's it's nice to watch yeah yeah he gets this point at the end and like you know I'll I'll just kind of skip ahead to this because it's what we're talking about like when he's at the risk of losing his job and he eventually tells Evie that he doesn't want to go shoot Star Saga he wants to stay here and get his job back you know Evie asks him I thought that this was what you wanted and he says well there was a time when I would have killed for this but that didn't work out and I started over and this is amazing. It's like a dream come true, but I have a life here and I don't think I can start over again. Um, And like, this was sort of, we talked about this. It's like, could we see Henry sort of pulling away from this? Cause he's sort of been to this place so many, so many times that it's like at some point, like before it seemed like he was rejecting his dream of becoming an actor because he was afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. But now it feels like he's actually making a choice that he has something good that's worth investing in that isn't acting. And this is the first time that we're seeing him turn his back on. And he's not even turning his back on acting because he discovers like what he loved about the theater through directing these kids. And there's like all these really nice moments where he says like you know Kyle probably became an actor because he was the most handsome person in his town which is like the most realistic depiction of Kyle (laughs) that makes so much sense I can think about so many examples of that in real life right Mm -hmm. and it's a callback to like the first episode when Henry meets Kyle and he says oh so you're in the overall handsome business yeah exactly Uh, but Henry became an actor because he loves theater and like, Mm -hmm. that's what it was for him. Like he says, you know, your company and your craft. And like before he got wrapped up in all of the auditions and rejections and, you know, calling your agent and your agent, not calling back. It's like what he loves is actually the craft of it and not, you know, just dressing like a superhero in a space saga, like being Colonel Valorian or Colonel such or whatever like you know they're all colonels and it makes you wonder too it's like if he had made it big beyond just the beer commercial would he have been comfortable or or happy with that fame Mm -hmm. because that's something that he doesn't like being recognized for obviously are we having fun yet but would he have felt that much differently if it were for something else a little bit more prestigious or even not so prestigious but just recognizable and, like and very if popular were, if he were jack body instead of james yeah. martin being jack body, yeah like you know would that have been fulfilling to him and like he wanted to do these like indie movies just like mm-hmm. evie did and evie got sucked in to sort of the um, franchise kind of big budget superhero Grind. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like that's it seems like that's the the this pathway to sustainability in this universe. And is that not for him? We're going to see um, Casey at the end, like being unhappy with her fame. So, yeah. Like maybe it's kind of like when, you know, Steve Gutenberg says like, you know, oh, you know, I remember like, you know, I remember those days of working as a caterer and like struggling and that those were the best days that everybody's like, really? Isn't now pretty good? And then Steve Gutenberg's <laughs> like, well, 
Yeah, now is pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's something to consider, I guess, for Henry is like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's real time and and investment here that's worth it for me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of these other characters here. Um, we have... Roman, who unfortunately we learn, and Emily, we were worried about this. We were worried. <laughs> you of, called it. You definitely we, called it. <laughs> we were worried about smidgen. Yeah, yeah. Just you a, were smidge, like, a, smidge a smidge worried. A smidge worried about smidgen. Uh, um, art imitating life here, because uh, smidgen goes down the tubes very quickly. It's not a. It's not a project that lasts. It gets smidgen canceled has very gone quickly. Bankrupt, and yep. the cover. I think that this is. Yeah, this is Variety, which I said just uh, has a Ken Marino profile today. Um, but the cover of Variety says no content found. Smidgen has gone bankrupt. Bankrupt. What a bust. Yep. Um, Kyle says an entire billion dollar company can't come and go in one month, but lo and behold, it can. Emily, what do you think is a better business model, Smidgen or the hundred? <laughs> the hundred probably has the ability to be uh, to to last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and also be funded by like super villains or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're like, let me call in someone else I know Mm -hmm. to be on the board and to do the thing. I feel like smidgen was probably the brainchild of people much like how I heard about Quibi in in that like, Oh, people love to watch TV on their phones and like do all this stuff, Mm -hmm. like, you know, digitally in this capacity. And like, I don't know. Sometimes we come up with these concepts and we stick with them for a little too long. We don't think about the actual utility behind them. And I don't know. But the hundred, hmm, they, they, they might be, you know, they might be an equal yeah, you know, yeah. It seems here. like the smidge. It seems like smidgen is a little bit more, like a month. That's that's more than the hundred got. The hundred didn't re- even get. A, <laughs> didn't a even. Day. Yeah, didn't no, even yeah. get off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
speaking of Romans, um, so, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, Roman doesn't even get his idea back. I guess he sold the rights to. Yeah, so that's now it's, it. it's vanished into a spreadsheet of some hedge fund lawyer. It's gone forever. Devastating. Yeah. So here is um, now Roman. His fortunes are low, but you know, just like this, um, you know, we have like Tweedledee and Tweedledum here. But Kyle is on top of the world because he's going to get the Lost Boys role, even though it had originally gone to someone else. Uh, another great name, Dean Jammers. <laughs> um, Dean Jammers was going to get the Lost Boys role, but they found an old tweet of his that said James Bond could only be played by a man, and the internet spoke. Canceled. Boom. Karma. <laughs> Dean Jammers Dean is Jammers. such a good faux name mm -hmm. as there's a real Dean Jammers listening right now. That's like, <laughs> I'm a person. How dare you? I'm sorry, Dean. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. It's Dean. a really great name. It is a great um, name. <laughs> oh, we get some Saxon and Lucy too. Um, so what Sax what's going on with Saxon this episode is um, he, at the end of the proms away party he was a uh, lifeless on an escalator and that was an immortal an immortalized image um on his social media and now he's famous for falling down the escalator yeah so he's like trying to find ways to have more klutzy mm -hmm. events to capitalize on this right, right. he's gotten so many new followers <laughs> um and so now he has to build on this new audience so lucy asks so fall down more stairs <laughs> And I just, what does he say? He says something to the effect of like, well, I'm still going to keep doing my like inspirational messaging. Yeah, he wants to make more dance and affirmational Affirmation content. content. But, then he, but he has to cross over from the stair falling right. down audience to the dance and affirmation audience. I got to tell you, the life of a digital content creator, mm -hmm. that sounds exhausting to me for him, especially like if he needs to start throwing himself down things and falling off. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it's just not great. I don't see it going well for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Lucy is also um, has some career opportunities right now because she's working on an audition dish for Hotter, the extreme dining spot for celebs and finance bros. Um, so, Emily, can you give some insight into this? Like, do chefs do these audition dishes? I mean, I think that there are a, a myriad of stories of somebody having mm. to you know, cook something in front of a, a Michelin star, you know, kitchen mm -hmm. saying like, okay, make me like I, the famous one that everyone always uses is like, so-and-so asked me to make an omelet. And if you could make mm -hmm. a French omelet perfectly, then like you got the job, but then mm -hmm. like your job is like, you're still like just doing prep in the kitchen. Like you, you're, yeah. you're working your way up. Um, Did you see Jiro dreams of sushi? Yes. And then yes. the, the, there's like the chef that makes like that restaurant where you have to make an omelet for like seven years before. Yeah. They let you yeah. Like there are all of these like crazy stories. I personally have never had to do that because mm -hmm. I don't work in a restaurant and thank God <laughs> feels like that would be way too much for me. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's a funny concept for her, obviously. And, and I just mm -hmm. love the way that the writers put these things together. Yes, no, there's really fun stuff yeah. here. So um, the celebs and finance bros is morally not ideal, but the yes. extreme pricing would give Lucy access to things she can only dream about here. Yeah. Sloth milk, <laughs> vampire row, eagle. <laughs> 
Ew, who wants to eat an eagle? That's like that's like some like lost in the wilderness last resort Hilarious. type shit. Hilarious, <laughs> this list. And that's I that doesn't seem like that's legal to eat. Uh probably for not not for a bald eagle. I bet you they're yeah. protected. Yeah. Although they're they they've really made a comeback, let me tell you. <laughs> Emily I'm cool um, and I know way too much about birds. F F <laughs> F. Mur- F. Murray Abraham or Ding Mary Kill, Sloth Milk, Vampire Squid Row, and Eagle. Ugh. <laughs> None of it sounds good. I don't know if I even want to touch this. <laughs> sloth Milk? Is Sloth Milk a thing? I guess any mammal has milk. <laughs> yeah, but like, why would you want Sloth Milk? Ew, I don't is, like is this. Va- is there a vampire squid? We should we should Google this. We've done so much learning on this podcast. We, <laughs> we should... really have. Vampire squid. Well, what do you, what oh. sounds good to you? If I flipped the, the question vamp- on to there you. There is a vampire squid. The vampire squid is an extreme example of a deep sea cephalopod thought to, resi- to reside at a fa-tick, which is lightless, depths from 600 to 900 meters um okay well let's oh, see. it's very Ding- cool looking it has like webbed tentacles yeah yeah that's it's why wild. it's a vampire because it looks like a bat oh it looks like it has bat wings yeah um, all right i am going <laughs> Diviting. to no i was gonna answer this question i was gonna no, please please okay. do please do i'm gonna kill the sloth milk wow you would kill a sloth well, what am I going to, I mean, uh, I'm killing the sloth milk, meaning I'm eliminating it okay. from my diet. All right. All right. All right. I'm sloth lactose intolerant. <laughs> um, I'm going to kill the sloth milk. I'll ding the vampire squid row. And if I marry the eagle, like, can I set it free? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't, I don't even know what this question is that I posed. Yeah. You <laughs> created this. This is of your own making here. <laughs> I, I don't know where to go. I deserve the <laughs> discomfort that I now feel. Um, okay, but but Lucy has been skimming Ron's budget to develop this recipe for her audition piece. And Emily, I really need your insights here. So $2,000 worth of saffron threaded over a core of mentholated wasabi in a pine cone reduction. Now, Party Down loves a pine cone reduction. I know. I've, I've noticed that. Yes, because <laughs> this is what Lydia accuses the Party Down hors d'oeuvres of being like so haughty toddy. And she, yeah, with eel beaks. Eel beaks. <laughs> yes. Santa Barbara grilled eel beaks in a baby pine cone sauce. So um, we're seeing the pine cones back. Um, is is this even a dish? Like, could no. could you create this? Could this you exist? could, but I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Two thousand dollars worth of uh, worth of saffron is a waste of saffron, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Lucy describes this as floral earthiness to sinus devastation in three seconds. Have you ever had a moment where you're eating uh, sushi? And you accidentally got wasabi in uh, a section of your food oh, and yeah. didn't notice it or like, you know, you, you put too much on something. I mean, that'll really clear you out. Oh, yeah. No, I, that has absolutely happened to me. And that has e- happened to my 
baby children who oh, have no. at least no one of them not both of them because we sort of learned our lesson in how quickly that we needed to get the wasabi away from anything oh. reachable because it looks like a gooey baby thing and yeah, so I absolutely. had I had a, like a one-year-old uh, child pick up a handful of wasabi and uh, put it all in his mouth very very unhappy oh very unhappy. that sounds tough yeah wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I immediately knew that Ron was going to eat this the second yes. she revealed it. I did not anticipate that this was going to be the cure for his uh his sinus loss from COVID-19. Yeah. 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 I mean, all the power to him. That's great. I'm really <laughs> glad. Um well, that's fantastic. I'm so so happy for Ron. That's great. I mean, lots of lots of things turning uh Ron's way um here, but uh how do you how do you mentholate wasabi? I don't know i can't <laughs> I can't give you any insight on this other than it looks like an arancini. It looks like mm-hmm. a little deep fried arancini that you would eat. So like yeah. it's totally feasible for someone to pick that up and think that that it's fine. Picking it up out of an individual sized small Tupperware pod is a little invasive. I don't oh, I wouldn't very, recommend that. It's very invasive and very strange, but mm-hmm. also definitely very much something that Ron Donald would do. Yes. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um okay. Um, so speaking of Ron, mm-hmm. Ron is FaceTiming with Constance here. Multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times. Um, Constance is, of course, at an ayahuasca resort to decompress because she worked very, very hard at the last event. That took everything out of her. Sure did. Yeah. (laughs) That's about as much uh, sort of upper management she can stomach. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But apparently the party down vendors are not getting paid and Ron has discovered that the vendor invoices are going to somebody by the name of Gary Fierro. I'm not Guy Fieri, which I wanted to type. <laughs> Gary Fierro. Um, and that's Constance's business manager. Um, but Constance does not know anything about business, which shows she's going to repeat many, many times. Um, Ron's trying to work all of this out while Constance is um, distracted by first a massage and then her ayahuasca is going to kick in. So this is, um, you know, Ron's trying to resolve this uh, very sensitive business issue. Um, his lawyer, Gene Schlieb, is, um, is the one who alerts him to this. And this is the same lawyer that um, blooped over the lean on yeah. party down that got bad Ron lawyer would not Initially, recommend gene yeah gene no, seems terrible I, and ron, gene filled the paperwork out wrong too yeah right? so ron 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 often calls gene the best lawyer in the world but i <laughs> i do question that assessment because he's so the whole reason ron is in business with constance to begin with is because they blooped over the lean and 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 constance had to bail him out and now because Jean filled out the paperwork backwards, which is like not not a thing as far as I know. I've been trying out. to figure out what that means. Like, did he write the names backwards? <laughs> I don't know. He filled it out wrong. So the majority shareholder of Party Down is Constance. Um, so she's really the owner, even though Ron's like very, very high that he's supposed to be the owner now. But no, 
it appears that the owner is Constance and, um, you know, Ron and Constance trying to work together, two people coming from very different point of views is always very, very funny. Um, and Ron has this exasperated moment where he says he's trapped in a cartoon. <laughs> no truer words have been spoken <laughs> by Ron Donald. <laughs> Um, Lydia's also going to show up at um, this. So, so, so this is the surprise after party, right? Here. Thrown by Evie Thrown for by Henry, mm -hmm. um, and um, she's so like instead of the usual kettle corn and um, store bought and Sprite, store, store brand lemon lime soda, um, yes. they have this whole very very nicely catered party on school grounds and it gets busted up by the, the vice, vice principal. principal um who alerts them that you can't serve alcohol without a permit on school grounds and you also can't have catering come in because of the food service union emily this is true Mm -hmm. Um, in real life, I don't, I'm not so sure what those, uh, rules pertain to depending on schools, but obviously the alcohol one makes mm -hmm. total sense. And uh, it, it is a liability thing for sure, uh, on school grounds when you're bringing in outside stuff. So it's kind of funny because Evie consistently keeps doing this. I feel like in every episode where she's like, oh, I didn't know if this was appropriate yeah. or not. Like, oh, I forgot that like your students might think it's weird if I kissed you in front of them. Like, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Like, so this yeah. just like kind of falls into the same sort of like, oh, I didn't realize. But also I like how Ron she's should like know better. I also like how she's like, oh, I didn't know about the food service union. I went to private school. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it checks out that she might be like mm -hmm. a little bit oblivious rod should know better but yeah. we've learned that he doesn't always He'll just take the gig yeah <laughs> no better <laughs> but before but before this whole event gets like totally busted up um lydia shows up and she's going to start representing kyle now yeah that's right because ted has taken over escapades mm -hmm. management strategy and, you know, Lydia's fine with it because she's meeting Ted at a Red Lobster afterwards to get a drink. Drink so, you know, at the Red Lobster. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. Ted, Ted's come into both of their lives for different reasons. Um, but yeah, Lydia's effectively sort of retired at this point as Escapade's manager. But mm -hmm. Kyle seems to be a pretty great client that she might be able to negotiate a better deal for. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see some of Lydia's uh, manager skills work. <laughs> uh, Kyle gets a phone call and Lydia is going to, you know, dig in. Um, okay, Gregory Rhodes from Business Affairs. For starters, you can shut your ham flap and stick your boilerplate deal you're about to offer up your sad anus. <laughs> she says, is that an offer or an ant's dick? I can't tell. They're both so small. <laughs> yeah, so this is a side of Lydia we've never seen before because otherwise she's, she's always walking yeah. around saying things are romantic. And might I add, everyone saying about this particular play that it was very romantic when, and everyone correcting all of those yeah. comments by being like, you know, they're brother and sister, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that seemed to, you know, escape some of the viewers mm -hmm. here. That didn't come across. Classic. Mm -hmm. um, so when Vice Principal Mittman shows up um, to bust this party, so this 
is a role. We have a guest actor here, Dan Backendahl, who I immediately recognize as somebody who's just been in a bunch of things. And I'm pulling up his Wikipedia right now. Let's look at some of his credits here. He's in This Is 40. He's in, you know, which is one of the Judd Apatow movies. He plays like small parts in a lot of things. Is there anything that you, in particular that you recognized him from? I mean, I was going to say This Is 40 is probably yeah. the one that he's most uh, visible in for me. Oh, he was a correspondent on The Daily Show yeah. for a couple years. He was mm -hmm. in 30 Rock. He had a guest appearance on The Office. Um, how I Met Your Bro Mother, Curb. So he's been yeah. in the He's lead. part of like Second City. So he's mm -hmm. he's kind of come up with uh, good comedy chops. He was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, basically he showed He's one of those guys that looks super familiar and has been in a bunch of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and here he is in something else. Um, very funny. So he plays like the hard-ass vice principal, the bad cop to Principal Gordon's good cop who's cool and laid back. Um, so he kind of sweeps in and busts everything up um, and the party is over, except the students are having such a fun time that they want to keep the party going. And Henry is starting to, you know, feel like this is his last hurrah here as a teacher with the kids. So he also wants to keep it going and they're going to end up breaking back into the school to bring the party a uh, booze and all to the library. It's just, it's interesting that they decide to let the kids drink or like that the kids are okay drinking. Like nobody's like, Hey, 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 we yeah. shouldn't do this. I don't know. That felt a little that, unrealistic. I was not very comfortable with that. Like, and, yeah. and I watched, I watched this a couple times. Like there's this part where Henry takes out a bottle of champagne and is like, let's let the kids have some fun yeah, and he and Evie leave, and then at first I was like, "Oh, is he being like, let's spike the punch, and the kids no. are going to drink?" He's taking he's taking the booze for he and Evie to enjoy right. by themselves, and then like kind of let the kids be unsupervised. Right. Um, Kyle's going to flirt with a high school student again, <laughs> as he's wont to do. I mean, I guess it's not. It, I mean, it was just as inappropriate thirteen years ago. Yeah, um, but the, I love the asterisk at the end of this where he finds out that the role that he got yeah. is for a dad. Yeah, so he's not the bad boy vampire. He's Damien Sr., the dad. <laughs> I um, love that moment where yeah. she's like, I don't see you on this list. Oh, you're like, you're, you're pretty seven. low. Yeah, yeah, number seven on the call list. Oof. Um yeah, so they're leaving the so so okay, so they're they they break back into the into the library. At first, like Ron doesn't want to do it because he can't afford to get in trouble with the permits and the liability stuff, and he's just gotten the company back on track. But Ron is like a sucker for bro code, for friendship, for his old pal Henry when he finds out that Henry is going to be leaving to play uh, Colonel Jaffro or whatever the hell his name <laughs> Jaffro, short for Jaffretson. Um, <laughs> when he finds out that Henry's leaving, he's like, yeah, we got to do this one more time for old time's sake. And he and Ron offers to be super cool and actually cover and distract 
principal mitts in so that they can go on and have their party in the library. Um, So we do get a lot. We do get some of Ron with principal mitts in here. Um, Am I getting his name right? Mittman? Mittman. Mittman. Yeah, there you go. Principal Mittman. There it is. Um, So Ron distracts him by um, like finding it. So going to um, they would see he finds him over on the football field um, and Ron gets a call from Constance uh, while he's out there and um, finds out that um, this is when he finds out that she's the majority stakeholder and Jean fills out the forms wrong um, and Mittman joins him and like he tells him the whole story and is like so he wrote the name backwards <laughs> this is the most we get um and Gene tries but he's just not good like he's not a good he's not a good lawyer no um no but they get real high they get high on this field which yeah. is a total character change in in principal Mittman. i did not see that coming that he was just gonna like smoke a giant joint out there principals are and vice principals are people too emily does this mean that you're friends with a principal is that what you're trying to tell me <laughs> you're like one of my best friends yeah, is a principal no. don't speak illy of them <laughs> um so yeah, like so he, we see a new side of Mittman and he's mm-hmm. kind of like lamenting that he doesn't get to be the fun one. He has to be the one who's handing out suspensions and detentions and the hard ass telling the F ups to get their life together. Um, and, you know, Ron is going to confide in him that it's because of people like you that I got my shit together. And like, look at me, the man I am today who almost owns a business but my lawyer filled out the paperwork <laughs> backwards um, oh god ron is smoking here yes with Mittman, and i thought that ron was back on the wagon emily well we're gonna listen to ron try to explain to principal Mittman that the reason that he is such a successful business owner is due to the fact that there was an intervention yes. from a vice principal when he was in high school that made him clean up his act yeah. Although he, then he kind of slid back down again and had a bit of an issue. He like, partied hard for the first 10 to 12 years and then got his act together. But then he kind of slid ba- like back a, a little, little bit. sketch again yeah, for like a month yeah. or so. And this time, yeah. that time, it seemed like it could go either way. And right. Then- and then we're like literally at the precipice of Principal Mittman and Ron walking back towards the party. And eventually, obviously, Principal Mittman figures it out and goes in. But we have Ron saying, and then I go, I don't know, I'm kind of here with you right now, <laughs> which is like an admission of like, perhaps I'm getting sketchy again. Perhaps he's going. Yeah. And um, yeah, like, I don't know if we could see more long haired Ron. I really <sighs> liked that. Ron, I love long haired Ron. <laughs> that Ron's uh, picture of the foot stump comes back again, which he's still been carrying around in his pocket all those years. Yeah. Good old Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Cathcart, who uh, lost a foot when he got high and crashed a van. <laughs> so messed up. Um, yeah. So, like, Ron gives the party the all clear because he thinks that, like, Mittman is gone, but he immediately Obviously comes not. back. Obviously and- not. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. I mean, we all see it happening, right? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, we're all clear. And then Mittman's right behind. Him. What's going on in there? What's going on in there? Yeah. Um, 
But Mittman like wants to be cool, the cool teacher again. He doesn't want to be the hard ass principal. So he nothing says that like playing <laughs> live acoustic Bill Withers. Bill Withers, <laughs> use me. Um, that song slaps, by the way. I love and that song. Mittman, like doing a very serviceable rendition yeah. here. Yeah. He did great. Yeah, I like uh, what he says. I know that song is a little before your time, kids, but the message remains valid. Don't let the man use you up. I really do feel like Party Down is the story of the working man, Emily. It is. It really it is. is. This is a really good Party Down anthem here. Don't, don't, don't use me up. It's amazing. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, we see vice president, uh, vice president, vice principal Mittman letting loose. Everyone's chill, even though like kids are like throwing up now, like what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, this would all be like very adorable and heartwarming if, um, Henry was not also contributing to the delinquency of minors, right? right? Yeah. Like and this library is going to get messy. Like you're in a library. Ugh. I don't like it. It feels yeah. inappropriate. It yeah. It feels like it shouldn't have happened. It really shouldn't have happened. Like, so in this party, we mentioned that, you know, Kyle and Cloris are like getting kind of close and he's talking about like, he's explaining to her his process and the call sheets. And we, you know, we find out that he's Damien senior. Um, also in this party, we have, um, Roman, who is like lamenting that he, you know, he lost his idea, his sci-fi idea. It took him 10 years to come up with this idea, Emily. And he there's did. no there's no more ideas left. He had the last idea. So this one kid is like, what about this? He's like, he's Dune. Like, like Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, yeah, a hard sci-fi, it's very conceptual. There's mm -hmm. only a limited number of ideas. That's right. And um, and Roman had the last the last idea. Um, but Lucy, and I do really like this pairing of Lucy and Roman because, like, again, I feel like they're both, like, they're both these kind of, like, ideological purists in mm -hmm. their own way. Like, yes. they're both, like, stubborn a-holes about their art. And, like, but, like, they push against each other in, I think, like, creative ways. And she, she has a really good line about how she's like, well, you know, yeah, it took you 10 years. So get started. Like, keep doing it. He's like, just start over. And he's, she's like, no, don't start over. Continue. Persevere. Like, the struggle never stops. Um, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, he's going to turn that back to her to inspire her at the end, which is really nice. Um, so that's what's going on in the party. Uh, underage drinking. <laughs> And everybody on their super, super bullshit. inappropriate adults. <laughs> yeah. Like there's not like one person that's like, maybe this is a bad idea. I don't know. Just kind I, of from the perspective of like, if I was around a bunch of teenagers, I would be like, I don't want this to get out of hand. If I was Henry or Ron, I think I would want to say, hey, the kids shouldn't be drinking no, at all. No. Like, I mean, at least the two of them should like Henry works at the school and it's Ron's catering company. Right. I also would probably tell Kyle to stop flirting with a high school student. <laughs> You'd think he would figure that out by now. But no. I mean, it's not like super inappropriate 
Like, it's not like... Well, he shouldn't be talking to anyone. He should I just know. be working. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, usually when someone starts talking to you in an event, like if you're working an event and someone talks to you, it tends to be someone elderly. Like, that's just what happens to me. I don't know if I've got that face or someone's oh. like, you remind me of my grandchild. But like, <laughs> it's usually someone heart. who like yeah. can't hear very well and like has trouble functioning at the party and like you're a safe space. You can get them something to eat or another drink perhaps it's never like like you shouldn't be schmoozing with somebody otherwise like it just doesn't make any sense to me you know what I mean or if it's the client themselves that are like oh what's going on like you know you have like witty banter here and there but like you should not be like hitting on people Kyle loves the adoration like I mean he likes being able to talk shop and sound like a fancy actor Mm -hmm. like I'll give it like it's not it's not like flirt. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't feel great. Like, it didn't feel great. Never does, does it? <laughs> there is a cute moment at the party while it's still going where they get into the library and Henry says like, you know, this, this has theater party vibes. Yes. It's like, it's DIY. And they start talking about cast parties that they've had. Um, and Henry mentions a theater camp party of True West. Um, two guys in a tent. Awkward. And that's a Sam Shepard play that only has like two characters. <laughs> um, Ron chimes in and says he once slung derves at the rap party for the German touring company of Starlight Express. Just vodka and silence. <laughs> And Evie mentions the premiere of Coyote, where the display Coyote got loose and cornered Robert Pattison. Oh my God. It's too much. <laughs> I wish I could I, I wanna I wanna know what it's like to be in the writer's room for something like this, where you just come up with hilarious concepts that are like absolute satire and yeah. very loosely based off of real things that could possibly happen. Like it's my bread and butter. I love it. It's very fun. <laughs> Evie's like, Evie seems to have produced some really shitty movies. Yeah. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> and like, that might also be a thing that like is like subconsciously like keeping mm, got, Henry from Coyote, man, pewter. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like far away and farther, far away? <laughs> farther like... away. <laughs> I don't blame him for maybe second guessing mm-hmm. if this is the right journey for him um so the principal gordon comes in and busts all of this up and this sort of like culminates with riley who is one of the two students that we had met earlier in the season who was questioning leaving the play and who henry convinced to stick with it and it seems like henry has really made a special impact on her and she kind of has caught the theater bug in part through henry's enthusiasm for it so it's kind of like that dream moment that i think you want as a teacher of like really having a positive impact on a student's life and it seems like he has that with riley but riley's gotten word through the rumor mill that um mr pollard is leaving to pursue his acting career And after a few swigs of champagne, Riley is going to get sick right when the principal shows up. Not great, but you know what? It's, it's also like, 
interesting because Riley is like not super multidimensional as a character, mm -hmm. but you can tell that there's like a lot of love for Henry as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that he picks up on pretty easily where he's like, oh, like it's not just me leaving. Like I'm really, you know, loved here. I'm seen mm -hmm. as somebody here. I'm recognized. I'm admired. And if I left, what does that mean for this department? And what does that mean for the kids? And he does love acting and he does love theater. And this is a way that he can be a part of it and bring it to other right. people. Whereas being Colonel Joffro Balorian or whatever, like might not be having like the same impact, right? you know, that, mm -hmm. he's, that he's feeling that he has here. So, um, you know, Evie and Henry go and uh, go after Riley, who ends up puking in the bathroom. And uh, afterwards, you know, Henry is going to tell her how great she was in the play, um, but she doesn't look happy about it. And he's like, you know, I've never been so proud. I look forward to your next performance. And she says, oh, but aren't you leaving? And this is when Henry finds out that the kids know. And he says, well, you know, this isn't about me it's like you you have the talent and she just wants to leave and go back to the party um and evie realizes that this is sort of gonna be hard for henry um and that this is not the way he would have wanted the news to get out yeah it's a bummer uh and he's he's starting to realize like oh i matter to everyone here mm -hmm. and uh you know i think evie takes it in stride where she's just like probably not the way everyone would have wanted to find out and she's seeing the real disappointment in his face, which I think is, you know, kind of an important thing for her to understand, especially in the coming like hour where he finally decides like this might be the trajectory that my career needs to go in instead. Um, back in the principal's office, uh, Principal Gordon makes um, talks to Henry first, and this is where he finds out that he's lost his job um evie's gonna say oh well you know at least you have something else lined up um and this is when henry breaks the news that he doesn't want to leave and go to tunisia and be colonel Ballorian. he wants to stay and try to get his job back and lucky for henry uh, Vice Principal Mittman has all sorts of dirt on Principal Gordon's son, and he basically blackmails her. <laughs> and then <laughs> I just love how he's like, "Are you kidding me? No way! I have way too much info on your son." No, he's like, "I have the superintendent's not phone number." You yeah, you're not messing with me. me. <laughs> um, so um, Henry gets his job back, uh, which is which is great. Um, and this is like Evie also has the moment of saying like, okay, well, we should get your job back. I'm going to talk to her. Of course, of course, like we don't trust that Evie actually has any leverage here with this yeah. principal. <laughs> Definitely not if this was all of her idea. I mean, mm -hmm. she could take the blame for it and the fault for it and saying that it was her and idea. Then but... like, oh, well, great. You brought your irresponsible girlfriend to the yeah, school like, and served the kids alcohol. Yeah, it doesn't look good for him necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, and we hear from Mittman that, you know, Henry is a great teacher and, you know, he wants Henry to keep his job, um, which is which is nice. Another vote of confidence for Henry. And, you know, and then we have this nice thing where Evie's like, I understand. We have two more months together. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to go home and make out or whatever. <laughs> You just yada yada Jennifer Garner off of the show. 
Can well, so did the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it wasn't my idea. You know yeah, you're right. You just followed the track marks. I get it. You're like, okay, two months, and then we'll do a four months post-credit scene. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jennifer Garner. Bye. Uh, um, at the very end, they have the exterior of the school. Henry and Ron are walking. Oh, Ron says, sometimes I wonder why I don't fire jean sleeves. And Henry's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> why don't you? Ron says that Jean did him a favor once. Um, and I wonder if this is something that if we have a season four could potentially yeah. was it like getting Ron out of jail or something for what like public intoxication? Favor? Yeah. What 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 kind of legal favor did Ron need? I think that that could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the food service union busting up Ron's van with a baseball bat. Um, yeah, they don't mess around. It's very true. <laughs> Ron is such a loyal friend, though. No regrets. He knew the risk. Um, the, the rest of the team walks out. Uh, Kyle's a funny line. He's like, oh, I guess that that's why when I said, like, better watch what you're saying, son. I was, like, referring, like, the character was referring to his actual son. <laughs> and Saxon's like, what did you, like, how did you think he said it? Watch what you're saying, son. I love Kyle so much. I love Kyle so much. I'm pretty sure that uh, Ryan Hansen is a dad, an actual dad. Yeah, that makes sense. He could he could play a dad. Yeah. Stop, flirting, mean- stop flirting with high school students. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Constance and another call. With Ron, Constance has clarity on the whole situation. Time is a sphere. It doesn't really exist. Uh, Ron keeps on asking if she's talked to Gary. And she's like, everything is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Who owns the co- company? Ron will never know. And it doesn't matter. Wild. Wild. I love this. Like Ron and Constance in constant deadlock over business decisions it's just it's- like basic stuff too where he's like can you just send me the invoices which like in reality ron no. you should just react like to the vendors directly and like have them send them that I, stuff love to you. When, I love when it's just like you know, he's like well why don't you ask gary and she's like but ask him what ron i don't understand any of this it's just a nightmare <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Constance refuses to understand even the most basic practical tasks. Mm-hmm. She was a really bad caterer, too. Yeah. I did. <laughs> she, she's only good for her money. <laughs> um, but she does follow her our heart, Emily, and that is inspirational. True. That's true. Um, and then Roman and Lucy have a really – this is kind of funny. It's like a sweet scene, but at first it starts out and, and, you know, Roman's like, you know, I'm sorry, Ron, ate your saffron ball. Just make a new thing. Get a new idea. Persevere. Yada, yada. And it sounds really sarcastic. And Lucy's like, oh, I guess you're right. And then Roman, like, gets sincere and he's like, no, because you're right when you told me that. So it's like, what are you, like what's going on, Roman? But it's, I do think it was him being – sweet and supportive yeah in his own way Mm -hmm. like that's the thing is he's always going to be really blunt and Mm -hmm. not have like the best delivery of information to people but like he means it in his own way yeah he's just rowan did you see uh emily the the freaks and geeks cast so it's martin star and then the other two geeks 
I don't remember. I don't remember their names. God, um, but they're in a D and D like promotional video. You know, oh, the that's D &D so movie. smart. Yeah, it's, Emily, it's so freaking cute. I'll find it? it and I'll send okay. it to you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's really please cute. do. It's like yeah. we've been playing D and D for twenty years. <laughs> It's really cute. It actually made me almost care about that movie. <laughs> um, it's adorable. Um, so, um, so that, and then we get, and then we get to the credits, and we've already talked about the post-credit scene. But just like quickly, it takes us to four months later, and we see that Henry is still working at Party Down. Ron is still there. Ron is no pink bow tie on Ron in all of this episode. That's I think right. We have. I think we have a suit, Ron. Now that he's the owner, we he's have wearing like these suit. really cool shirts. They're wearing very cool Dan shirts. flashes. If anyone yes, knows what I'm very talking Dan about, flashes. They have they, very complex, they have complex patterns. Patterns. <laughs> if you're if you're the type of guy who likes a shirt with a complex pattern, um, it's a good look for Ken Marino. But I I want Ron in the pink bow tie, Emily. I can't help it. He's an owner now. He doesn't have to wear those bow ties. I want him in the pink bow tie, Emily. <laughs> I get my, if I want to see Ken Marino wearing a suit, I'm going to watch the other two. When I watch Party <laughs> Down, I need the pink bow tie. I'm sorry. But, but we have Ron, we have Henry. We hear that both Saxon and Roman are still in the mix. So mm -hmm. I don't know, Kyle, like there's, there's a lot that we can draw on. Like we have like now, now, Ron and Constance are business partners. So Constance is in the world. Um, Kyle is being represented by Lydia. Lydia's in the world. Casey's going to move back to the West Coast because she hates this, um, this job in New York. Like a couple things that she mentions here is that she's been kind of getting in trouble for drinking too much at events. She called a producer a sex pest. Um, yeah. So. And yeah, and she says, um, you know, that we should definitely hang out to Henry next time she's in town. And that will be very soon because she's going to quit this effing thing, um, which is an incredible moment. And you're like, OK, what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. She says she wants to drink this whole bottle of vodka. I mean, I don't feel great about that. No, that doesn't but... seem great. <laughs> And blow the whole thing up. So, like, you get the impression that this very event could be quite consequential in the Party Down universe mm -hmm. if we mm -hmm. continue, if we continue with the season four. Um, yeah. So they're really setting up a lot in this episode. Um, Evie's gone. Right. Fun while it lasted, Evie. I, just, um, I don't know what, to, what else to say. Yada yada yada. <laughs> Bye, Jennifer Garner. Thank you. Um and. <laughs> And uh, like we have this incredible setup for more party down. Um, do you have like what are your overall thoughts on this on this finale? I had a I couple mean, more things I wanted to say. I said to you before we even started recording, I was like, it almost doesn't feel like a finale in a way. Mm -hmm. um, aside from the fact that we have such good post credit uh, chemistry yes. and, and that scene all together, but I. I really firmly believe in, in like the new ecosystem of party down. Mm. And this was a good stage setter, I think for everything. This whole entire season has felt that way where it's like, okay, it's thriving. It looks a little bit older, a little bit different, but it's almost like going back to a familiar place and seeing mm -hmm. like, you know, a few things have been tweaked. Stuff has gotten, you know, stuff has aged. 
but I, I still love the familiarity of it, even though it's updated and I love that it's updated. Um, what that means in the future, I'm not sure, but I'm so happy that I had this. Yeah. Like this was so great. I really like what you said about like having faith in the new ecosystem yeah. of party down. And it feels like they set up so many things that they could draw on if they come back for season four. Um, my overall takeaways from this finale is um, as I was watching it, I was like waiting for something in the episode to happen that was as funny or as fresh to me as things that had happened in yeah. other episodes. Like mm -hmm. I was looking for kind of like the brilliant uh, Ron Donald, like physical comedy right. stuff or something really clever or like a fresh new joke. Cause I have been blown away by what the show has been able to continue to do in previous episodes. And this felt more like a sentimental yes. episode. Like everybody's together. Henry's finding himself. He's happy. It's the end of things. It's like these people are, you know, trust each other. It's the beginning of new things. And um, it's a little more grounded, I would say. A little more grounded. It wasn't as wacky and zany and creative and groundbreaking as some of the other episodes of Party Down can be. And in general, one thing I like to say about my taste in comedy is like, I don't like love the comedies that rely so much on heart and sentimentality. Like I, I so you hated like this episode. No, I, <laughs> I have a, it's complex. It's a complex. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. So like shows like the office and parks and rec, which I think are great and mm -hmm. I love them, but as they go on and they become more about the characters and their relationship and it's a family, like that stuff does continue to work on me. But I really love like a goofy, yeah. dumb, funny show. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love when something can be like funny in a slapstick way mm -hmm. and like joke dense. Like I love my comedies like that. Me too. And when they can even like be, you know, when they can be conceptual and have commentary, that is all the better. And there's always a balance because you need story and you need character and this was an episode that was more about the characters than yes. it was like a joke, dense, hilarious. <laughs> you hear my cat crying. <laughs> oh, it's your cat. I was like, oh my gosh, is Emily distressed? It's like, is, is everybody okay over there? It's the cat. He discovered cat. I'm in here. <laughs> no, I agree with you though. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for the timbre of like what we've seen so far in all of these episodes mm -hmm. where it's, it's really like you just got hit after hit after hit. Mm -hmm. And this is a little more subdued in the way that it's yes. trying to tie things up. And I think that there's a, always a place for that, but I agree. It's a little bit more, I don't know, measured. It was more measured. It was more like based on the characters mm -hmm. and their relationships. And one of the things that I've like come to know about myself is I think that I am like a romantic and a cynic's brain or yes. a cynic and a romantic's That's brain or something am. like because then when Casey Klein shows up like I gasped I gasped <laughs> and I teared up yep. and I re and I watched that scene three times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, okay. So like, maybe I'm a hypocrite because like, you know, for the show to have that impact, it's like, we needed all of those relationship moments with Henry and we needed to see them crying in Steve Gutenberg's home theater right. because Casey, it's like part got cut from the Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. Like it's so it, I, I, and the show needs to have the balance, I think of doing both of those things, but party down at its best for me is hilarious joke, 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 joke. Somebody like, you know, like bumping into something and falling down. I'm a simple person. I'm a simple person. I so want someone to get hurt. I, I you're one of Saxon's be, new followers is I what you're trying to, to tell me. Lifeless on an escalator. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Um, no, I agree with you though. I get it. But the post credit scene is the headline for this episode. Mm -hmm. Like that was like it, whatever we needed. This was the mentholated wasabi at the center of all of the saffron threads that we that we needed to get to. Would you so, say you can smell season four now? Ooh. <laughs> wow. That was a tremendous, tremendous metaphor there. Yes, I can smell season four. It smells Good. like fresh flowers. It's one, it's flesh, fresh flowers, pit stains, hot urchin. I can smell all of it. I can't wait. I can't either. It, I hope smells, it, happens. Like, it smells like Jack, Jack body, small batch conditioner. That's right. From Tom mm -hmm. Ford. <laughs> um, well, any, any other thoughts, Emily? On, no, I on... think you nailed it. I mean, <laughs> listen, this has been an, a journey. This has been a marathon and not a sprint. Yes. But I can't think of somebody I'd rather do it with more than you, Dr. Amanda. Wow. This was such a wonderful moment. Wow. This has been so much fun. Honestly, yes. this has been such a gift to me to get to cover nice. this show with you. And like, it's it's really just been this tremendous treat, like every week that I get to watch this show and talk about it. And it's like, I have not for a minute taken for granted that we get something back after 13 yes. years. Um, you know, uh, Roman makes the cons the the comment about how there's no new ideas, just reboots upon reboots upon reboots. And here we are inside and of here one. Here we are inside <laughs> of one. But I mean, this is one of the this is one of the reboots that really I think has justified its existence. It's been full of nostalgia for me. It's been great to talk about it with you. And Emily, I can't imagine two people who look cuter in the pink satin bow tie. That's right. I think we look really good. We look really good. I yeah. loved I love this look so much. I might I might just start like working this into the regular rotation. You just show up to like, you know, do some work at at, at your office yeah. and you're like, "Hey guys." Yes. Are you wearing a crisp white shirt? You know the rules now. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> Dr. Amanda. I should get my whole lab wearing You this. should. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And it would go really well with a lab coat. Mm, oh, my goodness. It would. Why? There's not, it. Yeah, there's not a lot of pink satin in the world of science. Um, there should be more. You should be the one to change it. <laughs> Emily. Yes. We're not going to be partying down anymore. I know. For yeah. at least at least for a little bit. Maybe we'll think of something to do, but there's there's nothing immediately forthcoming. Mm -hmm. But what what can the people do if they would like to keep up with the other things you're doing? So my world is party down adjacent. I will say mm -hmm. that. Um I'm always cooking, always eating, food 
on the brain in the social media uh, platforms that I've, I use. So you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Emlet, which is like an omelet, but spelled with an E. And uh, occasionally I'm popping in for podcasts on Post Show Recaps. So just to keep an eye out or an ear out, I should say. And Dr. Amanda, what about you? Where should the people follow you? Well, people should follow me on Twitter where I am at Dr. Amanda R. That is D-R Amanda R. Um, right now I am doing weekly succession coverage. Emily, I know that you are also watching succession and might be popping in on some podcasts along the way. So follow the Posha Recap Succession feed if you want to keep up with that. Um, and I'm also going to be upcoming on the Rob Has a Podcast network on the RHAP B&B with Mike Bloom and Leanna Boris talking about the latest episode of Survivor. Um, so follow me on Twitter and you can keep up with everything that I'm doing. Check out all of the great coverage on Post Show Recaps. If you're watching a show, Post Show Recaps is probably covering it, Emily. Yes. <laughs> covering a lot of stuff. I know. Uh, Josh barely closes his eyes. <laughs> Is it even if it's on Smidgen or yes. HBO or Netflix, all all of the all of the top yeah. streaming platforms? Yes. Um, and with that, Emily, there's just one more thing left to say. Maybe we'll say it in unison. On I don't know this. if we can. <laughs> We're gonna try. We'll give it a try. We'll give all it right. a try. Are we having fun? Yes. yes. Bye bye. bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 